room. Stop repeating yourself. Stop repeating yourself. Stop repeating yourself. If you feel like a broken record at work and you're repeating yourself over and over and over again, you're wasting a lot of time. And this episode is going to help you save that time. So let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! Are repetitive questions and inefficiencies bogging down your team's productivity? Imagine a solution that empowers your employees to find information instantly, follow standards, processes effortlessly, and reduce the need for constant supervision. Our guest today is a maestro in revolutionizing and training and knowledge management. With his expertise in creating digital guides, job aids, and a powerful knowledge base, he has helped numerous companies eliminate time-consuming, repetitive questions and improve employee performance. So get ready to discover the secrets of streamlining processes and empowering your workforce. Let's welcome to the show our guest and founder of Screen Steps, the leading knowledge-based software, Mr. Greg DeVoe. <laughs> Hey, Greg, we can get this party started, ready to rock and roll. I'm ready. All those people in that video seem to have more hair than both of us. <laughs> Combined, right? <laughs> yeah. It's been a couple of years now for yeah. me. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. Um, so uh, re repetition. I feel like, you know, I'm in a classroom. I feel like I answer the same questions over and over again. In the uh, employment space, I'm, uh, I know it happens over and over again, especially when you have turnover. You have to retrain people. The repetition gets so repetitive and the time gets wasted. Let me ask you, first of all, how did you get into this particular space? I really kind of fell into it. I, um, I started working in L.A. I worked in the film music industry. So I went to the Berkeley College of Music. I had a degree in, in film scoring, and I was working in music studios there right at the time where a lot of them were switching over to this program called Logic Audio. So you had all these composers. They knew how to write music, but they didn't know how to use this new software that Apple had acquired. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, it had this manual that was this thick. Half of it was not translated from the German it, you know, that it was originally written in. And these composers didn't want this encyclopedia they wanted a recipe book. So if I want to do this with the software, what do I do? And so I started working and trying to train them that way. And eventually that led to some other opportunities and training on medical devices and things like that. And you know how doors just kind of open and opportunities present themselves. It's but it started funny. with teaching some music software. Yeah, it's funny because uh, those those books could be like – I'm not even going to open it. It's so thick that yeah. I'm not going to open it. I'm not going to figure out what's going on, but I need to have some of these processes in place. I, I got a couple of buddies that are in their name in the Navy uh, and they talk about SOPs all the time and how SOPs in the Navy are written in blood because what ends up happening is that uh, unfortunately 
accidents happen and that causes the SOP to be written. And I feel like in companies, fortunately, hopefully it's not written in blood, but it does come at the expense of having to figure out something that you need to do. Maybe you don't need the entire book, but you need some of those steps in a process so that it's easily able to replicate. How can, I mean, you're doing it with things like digital guides and jive aids. How can, how can that help to improve efficiency for a, for a business? Well, it really comes down and it depends on your business. If you have a business where it's not very complex and you're not dealing with a lot of change, then standard SOPs are going to work just fine. But if you're dealing with a lot of change or a lot of complexity, or like in most businesses, you're dealing with both at the same time, then having these massive Word, PDF, PowerPoint files with your SOPs in them, that's not really going to cut it because people can't use it right when they need it. So what we focus on is helping them build digital guides that transfer that knowledge from those processes right in the moment that the employee needs it. The employee isn't trained to memorize all this information and be overwhelmed with all this information. They're trained to follow a digital guide that's different than this giant wall of text. It's presenting just what they need in the moment they need it. That that moment makes all the difference in the world because Otherwise, I, I know me personally, they get distracted pretty easily, right? Like uh, I can't solve the problem up onto the next. And then they never actually complete the work that needs to get done. You talked about uh, helping music composers. I know me personally as a creative, like there's a shiny object that's going to distract me really quick. But if I knew the steps that I was supposed to take, right? If I knew I was going to go here, go here, go here, the process would get done. How often do you work with companies where maybe they want to get things done, but they don't really know how to even set up some of these digital guides? Yeah, that's I mean, that's really where we specialize in because they'll come to us and they've got a lot of documentation, but it's not doing the job for them. So it's not they'll have documentation, but it still takes employees three, six, 12, 18 months to get to a point where they can work independently. So the very first thing we do is we take them through a workshop where you're identifying all that an employee needs to be able to do to work in independently. What are the questions they need to answer, the problems they need to solve, the tasks they need to perform? And most businesses haven't done that sort of analysis. There's like, well, we know what they need to know, but they haven't really nailed down what do they need to be able to do? What situations do they need to deal with? So that after that workshop, we have this clear understanding that if an employee can do all of this on their own, they're going to succeed. That then becomes the, the plan, which we build digital guides against. So we're going to build digital guides for those moments. And we're not just going to document things. We're going to handle all the messy variables. Because you might have like a really simple process, like I'm going to upload this podcast at the end of the recording, right? Mm -hmm. But if you need to go to 10 different services, and depending on which you know type of podcast it is, there's different things you need to insert or take out or whatever that is, that's what makes it complicated. So we build that into the digital guide so that all the complexity, all the variables are accounted for there. And we'll coach them in that process of doing that. I, I feel like uh, we're living in a modern age. Well, I feel like that's every day these days. But more so today with, with the advancement of AI, a lot of these processes are being automated. They're literally taking what you've created for the human being and turning it into AI processes so that they can get done without having to have that human being. How do you feel that's kind of that, that era of AI coming into play? How, does, how is it 
affecting or maybe helping your business model, seeing as you're literally laying out the script already, how can some of these automation processes even enhance that for a business owner? Yeah, so AI functions off of knowledge, right? And so if we're using something like ChatGPT, we can do amazing things if it's public domain knowledge, if it's stuff that's out there that ChatGPT has been able to consume and, and put into its, you know, that virtual brain that it has. Mm -hmm. The problem is that most businesses have domain specific knowledge. The way your business operates is very unique. It's not publicly out there so that ChatGPT can go in there and analyze it. You probably don't want it to do that. And so the types of guides that we're creating are the types of things that we feel in the future will feed those AI engines with the, the domain specific processes in your business. That's going to help you then take advantage of those technologies. Because if you don't have, if you never capture that information, AI isn't just going to create it. You have to feed it to it. So then it can have something to work with. It's trippy how that thing works though, right? These, these language models are really advancing how fast they can process some of this information, light speed to create some of this, this stuff, but there's still a lot of, a lot of variables, right? And, and I want to go kind of go back to the human aspect of this when it comes to like training employees and, and helping them kind of grow within an organization, there's always going to be this idea of constant supervision, right? You want to give them the, the framework to keep them within a box, but also give them the ability to have the creativity to do what they do best. Um, you have a find and follow framework that you, uh, I think you kind of talked about. How does that kind of help enhance the process, but also empower those employees to work independently within this like box that we kind of create for them? Yeah. So the find and follow framework is based on the premise that we're not going to cram information into people's heads. We're going to create digital guides that they can find and follow when they need them. Now, it's not that simple that I can create a digital guide and anybody's going to be able to follow it because when you're working in a business, there's certain foundational knowledge that you need. You need to understand the types of customers you're working with, the software tools you're using, the, the, the high level procedures in your business, what you do. But if you have that background information, then we can create digital guides that when this situation comes up, the employee can find it and follow it. So. In the training, what happens is instead of sitting through PowerPoint lectures and endless classroom time where you know you're a teacher, you know, how much do you expect your students to remember after a lecture you've given to them? You know, I wish it, they would remember more, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not very high, right? It's no. our brains aren't meant to to retain information that completely. So what we do is instead we just give them the background information and then 90% of training is practice scenarios where, hey, we're going to give them, hey, here's a scenario. Load up the, the, the digital guide and work through it. So they're going to bring up the digital guide and they're going to go through that scenario. We're going to give them another scenario and another scenario. And what they're practicing, it's like they're practicing learning to use a GPS instead of memorizing a map. Um, so they get very comfortable using those digital guides. And now they're going to leave training much more quickly, much more confidently, and ready to adapt to change. So if that process changes, doesn't matter. They've got a digital guide. They're just going to follow it. If um, you know a new situation comes up that they haven't encountered before, doesn't matter. They're used to using digital guides. They can bring that up and they have the context to use it successfully. 
And this is to me where a business can really scale at this point, right? Because you literally have the processes in place. If you have turnover, if somebody happens to leave that position, it the training for that new employee to come in and take over is really bogged down. Like there's no no long training process because they're literally following these guides that are put in place. So it allows you to really bring people up to speed quickly and kind of and, and really scale that company. I kind of, uh, I always feel like a story always kind of tells it better than kind of talking about the data and the analytics and the, the processes. Do you have a, a success story of a company that you've helped kind of implement the process so we can kind of see it? Yeah. Yeah. So we worked with a company um, that are actually there in Southern California and it was a very complex situation they had. They had lots of legacy systems, customer support organization. It would be typical for a new agent coming in for it to take up to a year before they could handle some of those more complex procedures. So what happened is, is all these less experienced employees are always having to escalate things up to the more senior uh, supervisors. And the supervisors can't even supervise at this point. They're just having to do everybody's work. Mm -hmm. I just spoke with them last week. That time of 12 months to become proficient, they had just hired a new training class in April. After less than a month, they were completing tasks that it previously took a year to complete. And these employees who had been trained in this find and follow method, they're two to three times as productive as their tenured employees, the ones mm -hmm. who have been there for a long time, because they're not overloading their working memory when they're doing the task. They're using checklists, they're using decision trees, and they're, they're just much more capable to the work. So when you reduce that, that time to do a task from learning to do a task from 12 months down to one month, that transforms a business how it operates, how people feel in the business. And you can use some of these processes and decision trees, I'm assuming, for things like telemarketing and sales calls and sales trainings, right? Where you have certain objections or certain answers to questions and it allows people to kind of work through a script, essentially, to get the customer to go where they need to go or to complete a process where it needs to go. This, the process that you're implementing here it is for various aspects of a company, everywhere from operational and procedural to marketing to sales, right? Yeah. So we are just working with a group that does that. They do outbound telemarketing, right? And, and outreach. And the, the owner of the company, they were starting to lose some clients because the quality, what they were making mistakes. And he asked his employees, he did a, a, they had all this documentation. He did a poll and over two thirds of them never used the documentation. They would just ask their neighbor. So it's like the telephone game. Everybody's doing it differently and it's getting passed around and, and, and it's total inconsistency, which was causing them to lose customers. And so we're working with them now to build out exactly what you're talking about, these detailed guides. So now the agents will be consistent because we're not just giving them a Google Doc. We're giving them something that matches what they need in the moment they need it. We said how uh, AI is kind of using the knowledge that is necessary to build some of these these. Um procedures that they're working with. And you're kind of doing the same thing. You're like, you got to use a knowledge base in order to build it from here. So if a business is considering implementing a knowledge base, what are some of those key functions, uh, functionalities that they should look for to kind of ensure that it's a streamlined user experience and that they're like effectively using the information that they have, their knowledge management? Well, the first thing is make sure it's not just a glorified Microsoft Word. If all it will let you do is add text and images and you can't really design a knowledge experience, it's not going to be enough to help people use this when they need to perform. Because if your knowledge guides are, are these super long things, they only get used the first time and then everybody starts working from memory and that's where the mistakes come in. Mm -hmm. 
So you have to design guides that work for that first time user and that person that's going to use it a hundred times. That can involve like an interactive checklist where you have just a checklist of items for that more experienced user, but you can expand out step-by-step -step details for that new employee. Or it might be a decision tree where the article is actually asking you questions and then walking you through a process based on the answers you give. When you have that type of, of article, it's much easier for a newer or less experienced employee to follow than it is if you give them this big wall of text that has a bunch of if-then statements in it. So the real question is, is it going to help you design something that somebody can find and follow without needing supervisor assistance? Uh, you're talking about things like screen steps, right? Like how, how to kind of put these things together. So you're creating some of these digital guys that or SOPs that actually work through whether it's a call flow or an operations flow. So what makes them so user friendly and not so technical? Because I'd imagine sometimes you can get give somebody too much information up front, especially when they're having a conversation with a client, having too much on the screen might be distracting. How do you make them user-friendly? Well, you're exactly right. It really does make it distracting. And our, our goal is always, it has to be findable, followable, and scannable. We say scannable because you have to be able to scan it while you're talking to someone. Mm -hmm. Somebody using this guide, it should not slow them down when they're interacting with a customer. It should actually speed them up. And so uh, one of the things we do in screen steps is give you tools so you can bring in like using screenshots. That's super helpful while you're on the call with someone because I don't have to read instructions and then figure it out where it is on my screen. I can see, you know, big arrows of where I need to go, headings, um, just short text, you know, short questions that are going to guide me through that, suggested prompts of what I should say at certain points in the conversation. All those things I'm presenting just what they need and I'm highlighting it in a way that I'm not overwhelming them with information when they're on the call with the customer. I like that. They're little suggestions, right? Because at the end of the day, we as humans are going to make things up as we go. We're going to change, uh, get distracted. Everything's going to happen. So to have a little suggestion on either bring the conversation back or this is where we should be focusing on, it gives the person on the other side kind of that ability to be a little flexible. Um, but it's also tracking data, right? I'm, I'm assuming it, you're, you're, you're literally clicking on that next step. You're knowing when you use that next prompt. You're collecting data as the conversation's going, which essentially means you're using the analytics and your process to improve the process overall is, is, is am, am i am i getting that correctly like are, are you, you literally you leveraging the data as you're collecting it once you've already kind of created it well you're primarily you're using the data it, it provides a couple of things for you one it provides accountability right if you have these procedures we had one group they were training two new people one was just killing it and the other was just kept making mistakes they both said hey we're using the knowledge base all the time well they will and look at the analytics the one person's looked at 400 articles in the last two weeks. The other person looked at two. Mm. So you've got now a level of accountability for, for people being correct in their procedures. But you also have the ability, which I think is what you're getting at, to then fine tune these procedures. So we had another customer that once they got everybody troubleshooting, they were medical device manufacturer. They're troubleshooting medical devices over the phone. Super hard stuff, right? They got everybody troubleshooting it the same way. And then they were able to optimize that process. And as they optimized that process, they were able to save the company over $2 million in um, preventing unnecessary product returns because they were able to troubleshoot it correctly. So you've got data that was going to help you see what people are searching for, what articles are using. And then most importantly, these um, the employees can give feedback to improve the article 
the, the digital guide so you improve the process. But I like the fact that you're also tracking how much they're even reading. To have somebody that's going over 400 articles to compare to somebody who's going over two, I mean, essentially what you're doing here is, hey, look, somebody's trying to improve their job and it shows you're not trying to improve your job or improve your skill set. And it shows like this is the data that's showing uh, one way or the other. So it's helping both on the employment side as well as the customer side. So how can companies kind of leverage that data to, to continuously improve their own knowledge management strategies and help them make informed decisions, right? Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's the employee, sometimes it's the product, sometimes it's the customer that we're going after. So how are they using this information to kind of make a better decision when it comes to some of the things that they're doing in, in the business? Well, first off, the, the first mistake a lot of companies make is they'll say, hey, what are the articles people are using the most? That must mean there's a problem with that process. That actually, you know, if you're trying to use this find and follow framework, you want people using these guides all the time because if they're not relying on their memory, they're going to do it more correctly. The place where you really get the gold and the data is in the search analytics. So in the search analytics, you're going to see what are people searching for and what they're clicking on. And you look at those search terms where it's not producing any results or it's producing results, but they're not selecting anything. Those are questions your employees have that aren't answered in your knowledge base. So you can proactively see where those problems are and create that content. The I'm other place is where the comments is coming in. So you can see, you know, those employees, they're trained, like they're going to improve this. They become part of the process. So you bring those in and you improve the guides continually. I'm assuming that uh, having a, a knowledge base like this, having the user guides, it kind of changes and shifts the culture of the business altogether, especially amongst the staff. Because now I feel like you're creating a culture where people are continuously trying to improve. They're going in and self-learning and, and making themselves better within within their organization, right? Within their product base, within their department, whatever it needs to be. How do you feel that having something like this kind of fosters knowledge sharing, collaboration, and just overall helps the culture of the company as a whole. Uh, it's my favorite part of what we do is hearing those stories. So that group I told you about earlier in, in Southern California, talking to the director there, they said it's the greatest human experiment she's ever been a part of. Hmm. There was a place, the, the, their work environment was a place people didn't want to be. It was so hard. There was so overworked that it just, everything felt hard. It was difficult. And she said, now I see smiles on people's faces. This is a part where people want to be, they can help customers in a way they weren't able to before. And they haven't really changed who's there. They used to think it was an employee problem, but it was just the process problem. When things became clear, when they became simpler and the employees could actually help the customer, they felt empowered. They contribute back to the system. It's more collaborative. So it's just a total cultural change in how they operate and what they're able to do. And it's really fantastic to see. It's, it's, it's like I said, the favorite thing, my favorite thing about what we do. I feel like a, a franchise is kind of that ideal example, right? They have everything down to a process that is replicatable and it completely changes the dynamic. I don't know, man, I walk into an In-N-Out or I walk into like a McDonald's and that thing is like everything. You get your food really quick. It's, it's an amazing process that's, that's being built. When you have companies that are out there that look at a McDonald's and they're like, man, I don't know if I'll ever be there, <laughs> right? Yeah. But they want to kind of build these processes. They have these specific processes and procedures in place, and they're looking for that standardization. How does this knowledge base kind of help them ensure things like consistency and accuracy? Because 
anywhere you go, no, it doesn't matter whether you go to a, a McDonald's in California or you go to McDonald's on the East Coast or McDonald's in another part of the world, everything is going to be the same. And I'm, I'm assuming that that's what our customers, our, our businesses want for their customers is to have the same experience. So how does a knowledge base kind of help keep the accuracy in place, keep the process in place uh, across multiple teams and departments? Well, the key is you don't have to be McDonald's from day one. You know, they're, they've really mastered it, right? And so what we recommend is you do what we call an 80% launch, where you look at your operations, you say, where are 80% of the mistakes happening? Where's 80% of our time getting taken up and training and that sort of thing? And usually in most businesses, that's not as many processes as you think it is. So you may have a lot of things you're going to eventually need to cover, but if you start with those things that cover 80% of the problems, you can get a few knowledge-based guides in there that are going to save time. And once you do that, then all of a sudden you have more bandwidth to build out guides for the, the rest of the, uh, the other situations that you have. And it really changes what a supervisor is doing. It, instead of constantly putting out fires, instead of constantly answering questions, they can actually begin supervising analyzing the business, helping improve the operations there. So my biggest advice would be, don't just think about what people need to know, analyze what they're doing, where the problems are, address that 80%, figure out what's the simplest thing I can create that will help them in the moment they need it. And you'll see big improvements to the business. That's it right there. That's the, they're, they're progressively getting better. You can become a McDonald's, but you're not going to start off as a McDonald's. And there's certain things in your company that you already know. These things, if run efficiently or automated, or if I had the skill set for my, for my staff to run it the same way that I'm looking for each and every time, my business can go from where we are today to that next level up top. Tell me about what it actually looks like. Because we talk about guides, digital guides, and I'm sure people are probably thinking, oh, is this a PDF? Like, what does this look like? So what if, if somebody wants to come on board and they want to start implementing this, what can they expect? Yeah, so there's two ways that people use our product for their, their employees, right? One is just a website. It's a knowledge base. It's like your own internal Google for your business. So they're going to go in there and going to search, you know, how do I do this or how do I handle this situation? And it's going to bring that up. The other thing that we have is we have a Chrome browser extension so that you can put these guides right in the web applications that they're using. So if you have you know, people that are in browser, you know, web applications all day long, they might be internal apps or, or different uh, third-party apps that you're using, you can put your procedures right inside of the apps they're using. So it's one less barrier for them you know, following those checklists and those decision trees right when they need to. And it makes all the difference in the world. The accessibility is there. I like the whole Google search. I mean, it really is going to narrow things down. And with AI, it makes finding the answer a lot easier, especially and implementing these processes. All right. Well, what about if people actually want to reach out to you? I know we've kind of mentioned it throughout the show, but if they want to reach out and they're like, yes, this is something that I need to implement in my business. Greg, how can they find you? So go to screensteps.com and the key thing that we provide, we're going to provide knowledge-based software that you can use to, to, to get all these procedures in, but we also provide a framework that find and follow framework and guidance in implementing that. We really get hands-on in helping you be successful, not just, you know, buy a knowledge base and, and load up a bunch of stuff in there that nobody ever uses. So they can reach me there. Or um, if you want to reach out to me via email, my name's Greg at, or my email is Greg at screensteps.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Greg DeVore. Dude, 
I love this stuff, man. Like I, I, I literally know the power of having these SOPs put in place. My brother uh, and I started an insurance agency. He's a big SOP guy. Again, coming out of the Navy, yeah. literally allowed him to take his business from him doing everything to him doing almost nothing. And and for a business owner to to achieve that dream because they come in. I feel like entrepreneurs come into this space thinking that, right? They're like, I'm going to build this business. It's going to do really well. I'm going to have the freedom. And then they get stuck in the minutia of running the day-to-day operations. Uh, I mean, one more time, man, like how many businesses have you seen where the entrepreneur, the business owner can finally step away, have a vacation, breathe a little bit? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And it's but it's not just entrepreneurs, because that same thing, you know, you think of the entrepreneur scaling business, but these are supervisors in organizations. You'll have these people all over the place that they're kind of this knowledge bottleneck and their life is miserable because they can't step away. They're always having to be on call. And so it's the entrepreneur who's scaling the business. It's that that director, you know, has all that domain knowledge for the business. It can't transfer it to those other employees. Those are the ones that we want to help and and just help them transfer that knowledge efficiently, be able to scale and and have a little peace of mind. And Greg, lastly, man, who's the ideal client? Who's the person that you're looking for that perfectly fits uh, your your client avatar? So I would say any business that's dealing with high complexity and or high change. If you're dealing with back office operations, customer facing employees, and you've got high complexity, lots of change we're an ideal candidate to help you with that situation. So we work in healthcare, finance, utilities, um, retail, retail, vacation properties, any sort of that where you're dealing with just a lot of complexity, a lot of change. That's where we can help out. Boom. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. At the end of the day, you have a business. And trust me, in your head, it sounds so simple. But when you try to lay it out for somebody else to follow your process, it doesn't always work out that way. You know what you're supposed to do, but to get it out so that your team can do it as well as you've been doing it for a long time, that's where you need some processes, some automations. You need some something in place so that you're not answering that question over and over again because you know the answer, but your employees don't. So make sure you guys go to screensteps.com screensteps.com find out what greg has to offer and get your business in a position where you can get your time back greg i got one more question for you before we head out and it's always a selfish one Uh, i told you at the beginning that we're going to create 30 minute content piece where we can create content clips for you for social media what was your experience like creating content with the business bros today it was awesome very streamlined and uh love the questions you guys do a great job Man, I appreciate it. And uh, at the end of you the day, you must have an SOP. I must admit, <laughs> there is a process, man. There is definitely a process. Well, Greg, thank you again very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, get your business streamlined, automated. I promise you, it makes all the difference in the world. You can do so much more with a lot less time if you have these processes in place. So reach out one more time, screensteps.com, or hit them up on email, greg at screensteps.com. Greg, thank you very much for being on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.